0: This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. We're coming out of Exodus 20 and 1, the grace preacher is coming out of Exodus 20 and 1. What is happening today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I am reading from the New Living Translation, Exodus 20 and 1. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We know that the children of Israel, who were the descendants of uh, Abraham, were in um, captivity in Egypt for hundreds of years. Amen. And they were freed by God through a series of different plagues. Amen. The last one being the firstborn of every household being killed that was not under the blood covering, hallelujah, and they were let go, amen. And they, w- they, they traveled out into the wilderness, amen, to Mount Sinai. And when at the, Mount, at the base of Mount Sinai, amen, they said to God, all that you uh, want for us to do, we will do. It was a very arrogant statement, amen. And God gave them uh, what I'm about to read to you right now now amen so bear with me amen i'm reading out of exodus 20 and 1 i'm going to go down to the 17th verse bear with me as i read through these verses so starting at exodus 20 and 1 new living translation it reads then god gave the people all these instructions i am the lord your god who rescued you from the land of egypt the place of your slavery You must not have any other God but me, commandment one. Commandment two, you must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. Next slide, please. Verse 5 says you must not bow down to them or worship them for I the Lord your God am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for thousands of generations thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands commandment number 3 you must not misuse the name of the lord your god the lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name number 4 remember to observe the sabbath day by keeping it holy next slide please verse 9 says you have 6 days each week of your ordinary work but the seventh day is the sabbath of the rest dedicated to the lord your god on that day No one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons, daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Commandment number five, honor your father and mother. Then you will live long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Next slide, please. Commandment six, you must not murder. Commandment seven, you must not commit adultery or sexual sin. It's pornania. hallelujah. Number eight, you must not steal. Number nine, you must not testify falsely against your neighbor. Next slide, please. And... Ending it, number 10, you must not covet your neighbor's house, you must not covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servants, servant, ox or donkey or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. Amen. We have to understand that God was bringing people who, although knew him through their ancestors, did not know him or know his character or as we've come to know it, his Ten Commandments, which ultimately is his moral standard. Saints, we live in the world, amen, where everybody's making up their own morality. Some say this is good, some say that is good, amen, hallelujah, and oftentimes our morality is based on the things we want to do, hallelujah, glory to God, Oftentimes, someone who may sell drugs, said, you know, they'll connect it to something, I have to take care of my family, regardless if they're hurting another family, amen, their morality will be based in that. They will give us something seemingly good, which is good to take care of your family, amen, but not to the expense of hurting another family, amen, glory to God. And often, there are those who challenges God's as the source of morality, and they'll say, if God is so good why is there so much hurting in the world? Amen. And they believe that morality is human based instead of God based. Amen. Hallelujah. With that said, amen. Today's message, amen. Hallelujah. Next slide please. Is does God exist? The moral argument. I'm going to present to you today an argument that ultimately will lead that God is the source of all morality. Oftentimes, we don't follow God because we have a different morality. We want to do our own thing. It's human nature, amen, to want to do our own thing, amen. Glory to God. But hallelujah, I want to make an argument to you today, amen, hallelujah, as evidence, amen, that hallelujah, when God's in control, when, God, when, we, when we elect, when we choose, when we volunteer our lives over to him, amen, glory to God, that things work out better than we could on our own, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And this is more evidence, amen, as I've been s- telling you over and over again. Amen. Our young people, amen, are drifting away from the church. Our young adults, amen, because they don't have evidence that God is real. Hallelujah. They're bombarded by s- on social media. They're bombarded on TV. They're bombarded in school. They're even in our places of learning. They're told that God does not exist. Amen. So, we're going to deal with it from a moral standpoint today. Hallelujah. Join me as I pray. Amen. Father God, we come before you today needing a word from you, needing you to not only impact us that are here, but impact those that might be watching online, Lord God. Have your way innocent through us. We need nourishment for our spirits, we need more evidence of your awesome presence, Lord God, and your move upon the earth here to be a blessing, hallelujah, to mankind. But Father God, this task you've given me is far, far too great for me. You are the preacher, you are the teacher. Preach today, teach today. I make myself available to be used by you today. I decrease that you might increase in me. Minister to your people today like never before. I ask in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Does God exist? The moral argument. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. But what is morality? The church might often say holiness, but we don't really explain it. We don't understand it. Hallelujah. We think holiness is about what you wear. Hallelujah. Instead of how you are. Hallelujah. It's not about white or me wearing three-piece suit, amen, or doily or prayer shawl or all these things that we associate with holiness. They're not bad in and of themselves, amen, but they're not holy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's look at morality. Next slide, please. Morality, according to the new Oxford American Dictionary and Thesaurus, is our principles, principles of truth. They're fundamental, they're essential. So morality is a principle, it's essential concerning the distinction between right and wrong or good and bad. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody has an opinion. Hallelujah. And when we all have an opinion of what morality is, amen, hallelujah, we lose the essence of what right is. And wrong is because you may say that sleeping around with people and being saved is right. Somebody else might say that um, might say that uh, aborting children is right. somebody else might say that hallelujah uh, there's no sex before marriage. Uh, we all have a different morality amen, and God's trying to bring us hallelujah. In his camp with our understanding. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oftentimes people will reject Christianity because of the morality. And other times we'll only embrace what works for us and we'll reject the rest. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Next slide, please. Morality, knowing good from evil or good from bad. Hallelujah. That's the essence of it. Next slide, please. Saints, you've heard me say this over and over again, but I've never gotten to the Scripture, and God released me this time. The law is holy, just, and good, but mankind is not. Hallelujah. I read to you the Ten Commandments. That's God's standard. Amen. But only God can perform the Ten Commandments. We struggle. Why? Because we are human and we are imperfect. Hallelujah. Let's take a look at it. Amen. Next slide, please. We're coming out of Romans 7 and 12. Hallelujah. This is the Apostle Paul Met Jesus on the road to uh, Damascus. Amen. The uh, the risen Christ. Hallelujah. And I'm going to jump from um, verse 12 to 12 to verse 14. But in verse 12, it says, "But," and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. He says, "But still, the law itself is holy, and its commandments are holy, right, and good." Amen. So we're not uh, downing. The Ten Commandments, amen, or the moral code, the God's moral code, amen, that flows from him, hallelujah. I agree with Paul that they're holy, just, and good, amen, holy, right, and good, amen. Jumping down to verse 14, it says, so the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The troubles with me are mankind, hallelujah, for I am all too human, a slave to sin, So the trouble's not with the law. It's not with the Ten Commandments. I just spent time reading, amen. God's moral standard is with us. And Christianity, unfortunately, has taught us uh, to try to keep the Ten Commandments in our own strength, amen. And we have... Push this, hallelujah, and we have driven some people away because of our lack of understanding that, hallelujah, even the Apostle Paul who wrote most of the New Testament, amen, hallelujah, was imperfect and could, could not keep the law perfectly, hallelujah, just like you and I, hallelujah, glory to God. Next slide, please. Saints, morality affects the well-being of a nation, if a nation is immoral, the nation will decline. It will not have good success. What are you talking about? Next slide, please. Proverbs 14.34, I'm reading from the Amplified Version. This is uh, King Solomon here. He says, righteousness or moral and spiritual integrity and virtuous character exalts a nation or it lifts a nation. Hallelujah. But sin is a disgrace to any people. Hallelujah. Some people say America is on the decline. Amen. Hallelujah. I would tend to agree to a certain extent. Amen. Hallelujah. As our moral character declines, the nation is not what it could ultimately be. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We could add that to the church. As the church's integrity, character, or morality declines, amen, we are not walking in the image and likeness of Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. We could add this to a family. The family lacks uh, God's morality. Amen. Hallelujah. It will struggle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And there's certainly been an attack on families, amen, over the decades. Next slide, please. Saint Sin or the lack of morality dominates mankind. We live in a fallen world. This is not heaven. This is not heaven. Now, to, to get to the question that many ask before if God is so good, why is the world so evil? Because we live in a fallen world. Man is separate from God right now out of his choice. Hallelujah. Because man wanted to be little G-O-D, or little God himself, hallelujah, and thus we got what we got. We got people killing each other, We got murder, rape, war, disease, all because man wanted to do it on his own. My God, hallelujah. Next slide, please. Coming out of Romans 3.23, New Living Translation. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. What's God's glorious standard? His Ten Commandments and the other civil and uh, ceremonial laws that are born out of the Ten Commandments. My God. We've all fallen short of his standard. We're making a moral argument for the existence of God today. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Saints, the lack of morality leads to devastating consequences. When we are not aligned with God in our sense of right and wrong, it leads to devastating consequences. Amen. Next slide, please. Let's come out of Proverbs. This is King Solomon again, New Living Translation. He says, there is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. In other words, everybody thinks they know what they're doing. But that path, not death... Scripturally, in one sense, means separation from God. Hallelujah. But we could also, hallelujah, read into it. Amen. Hallelujah. uh, Separation from God forever. Amen. Which is the ultimate death. Amen. Or hell. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's a path before each person that seems right. In society today, we follow our heart. I got to follow my heart. If I followed my heart, I'd be divorced. I'd be angry. I'd be frustrated, not divorced from my wife, but divorced from some other young lady. There would be no Living Waters Christian Center. I don't know what I'd be doing right now if I followed my heart. It says, he that followed his heart is a fool. I'm not calling you a fool, amen, but it's foolhardy when we follow our heart, amen, because our heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17 and 9, hallelujah. Glory to God. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. My God. And by and large, this is what the world is doing. Amen. Next slide, please. God is the source of everything good, perfect, or moral. Amen. Now we're getting deeper into our argument here. We say, does God exist? The moral argument. Amen. Glory to God. There are many that believe morality just comes from human beings. Amen. Glory to God. That is not the case. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide. We're coming out of James 117, Amplified Version. This is the half-brother of Jesus. Amen. They shared Mother and Mary, but they did not share the Heavenly Father and Father God. Amen. Glory to God. James's father was Joseph. All right. And he says, and this is someone who was converted to Christianity after Christ's resurrection. Jesus' own half-brother didn't believe he was the Christ or the Messiah or the Son of God until he saw him resurrected. James says, every good thing and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and sustainer of the heavens, in whom there is no variation, no rising or setting. In other words, God's consistent. God is... uh, uh, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, hallelujah. Or shadow cast by his turning, there is no darkness in God, hallelujah. For he is perfect and never changes, hallelujah. So everything comes from God, including morality, as James, hallelujah, shares with us. We talked about, hallelujah, uh, is the Bible reliable last week? And we talked about how the disciples, amen, including this person, James, amen, the brother of Jesus, amen, amen, Uh, Give us evidence that the Bible is reliable, hallelujah, because they would not have given up the life that they had for a life of torture and death, hallelujah, had they not seen the risen Christ. And based on that, in their writings, amen, glory to God, hallelujah, glory to God, it gives us some evidence that the Bible is reliable, hallelujah, but what about the Old Testament? And we talked about that also, amen, hallelujah, that in the New Testament, Jesus, hallelujah, Uh, validates the Old Testament because he quotes from it so often. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we said that he explained the whole Old Testament to uh, the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Amen. Thus validating the Old Covenant or the Old Testament. Amen. Glory to God. So here we see that morality comes from God, just like everything else that was made. The universe comes from God. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. There were some that argued that uh, the Ten Commandments were copied from the Hammurabi Code. So morality existed before the Hammurabi Code. The Hammurabi Code was a famous Babylonian code of law written during the reign of H- Hammurabi in 1792 to 1750 B.C. So the, the Ten Commandments were around 1400 B.C. And those of you that came to Bible study knows that uh, uh, B.C. time it uh, descends downward. Amen. It's backwards. Amen. So you go from the higher number to the lower number. Amen. So this was some 300 and some odd years before the Ten Commandments. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you today that God's morality existed before the most famous laws uh, of ancient time, which is the Hammurabi Code. Amen. Some of you remember from your uh, social studies class. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They found this code, this, these laws in 1901. Amen. In uh, in Iran. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And some claim that the Ten Commandments, or God's standard, was copied from this. Amen. Holiday, let's take a look. Next slide, please. We're coming out of Genesis 2 and 9. All right, let's see what, uh, what it has to say here. It says, Out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight to be desired. Good, su- suitable, pleasant. Holiday, for, for food. The tree of life also in the center of the garden. The tree of the knowledge of the difference between good and evil and blessings and calamity. We could see that first that God said that everything that he made was good. That's a moral statement. And two, that there was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. uh, The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is another way of saying law or moral code was in the garden from the beginning It may not have been written down, amen, but it was symbolized by this literal tree in the garden of Eden, amen. Morality existed in the garden as symbolized by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which in essence represents God's moral law, and also that God said that which he made was good, Hallelujah. Those are moral statements. Hallelujah. God distinguishing good from evil. What I made was good, not evil. Hallelujah. But when good exists, Amen. Evil is not equal to good. Evil is a perversion of good. Amen. So where you have good, there is evil. Amen. Hallelujah. The presence of evil in the world, Amen, says that there's a God. <laughs> How is that, brother pastor? Amen. Hallelujah. If evil is an offshoot of good, amen, hallelujah, there had to be someone who made good, amen, that maker is God, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah. We don't believe in yin and yang. Evil and good are not, amen, equals, amen. God is so superior, amen, hallelujah, in his goodness, amen, over evil, hallelujah, glory to God. We just chose evil, amen, over good, amen, as human beings. My God, hallelujah. Let's jump over to Genesis 3.22, amen. This is after Adam and Eve chose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, amen. uh, Let me set this up, that God didn't want to burden mankind with the knowledge of good and evil. He wanted mankind just to follow him in a loving relationship. God walked in the garden, amen. He fellowshiped with Adam and Eve, amen, hallelujah. And that's how he wanted it to be, amen, where we're not even concerned about We're so caught up in God's goodness. Amen. And we live a good and pleasant life. But they were deceived. Amen. And as a result, they fell. Amen. And it says, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to know how to distinguish between good and evil and blessings and calamity. Now, lest... He put forth his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. God had to cast him out of, uh, Adam and Eve, out of the garden of Eden, amen. He did not want them to live in an immortal state separated from him. Had they eaten, had they stayed in the garden and eaten from the tree of life, they would have lived forever, amen, hallelujah, but separated from God forever, and thus all of us would have been separated from God forever, and the garden would have turned into hell instead of heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Instead of a paradise, I should say. Holiday. Heaven means paradise. Hallelujah, by the way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So here also we see that, hallelujah, morality or distinguishing between good and evil existed, hallelujah, thousands of years before the Hammurabi Code. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It may not have been written down at this time. Amen. But it existed. God's moral standard existed. Amen. Glory to God. Before man started writing it down. Amen. Next slide, please. Only a being that is the source of morality would create the world. An evil being would not have created the world. What would be his motivation? Why? Evil doesn't look to create. Evil looks to destroy. Evil looks to tear down. Evil looks to make a mess of things. Amen. Next slide, please. Coming out of Genesis 131, Amplified Version. And God saw everything that he made and behold, it was very good. This speaks of God's goodness. This speaks of God's Morality, Amen. His holiness, Amen. He made something, and He made He made the world. He made the universe, and He made it good, and He made it suitable and pleasant, Amen. Now, Hallelujah. It's very cold out today, so it's not really pleasant today, Hallelujah. But that's a result of man's choice, Amen, and its effect on the earth, Hallelujah. But when God made the earth, it was very good, suitable, and pleasant, and He approved it com- completely. And there was evening, and there was morning, a six day. Hallelujah. So when God made the world, he made it suitable. He made it good. He made it pleasant. Hallelujah. This is a moral, hallelujah act that God carried out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Saints, Jesus came not to abolish the moral law. He came to fulfill it. When Jesus came on the scene to the Israelites, During the, hallelujah, the first century, I mean, during the, uh, excuse me, during, A- during the new um, millennium, hallelujah, glory to God. During the first century of the A.D. time, hallelujah, glory to God. He didn't come to abolish the Ten Commandments. He came to fulfill them. Next slide, please. Coming out of Matthew 17, New Living Translation. This is Jesus saying, he said, don't misunderstand why I have come. I've come not to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. So I didn't come to abolish the moral standard, amen, or, uh, or the rest of the Old Testament. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. Hallelujah. Then it begs the question, next slide please, what is God's ultimate purpose for mankind? Hallelujah. 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 Next slide. We're coming out to 2 Peter 3 and 9, Living Transl- New Living Translation. And this is Peter, the Peter, uh, Apostle Peter. He says, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think his promise to save mankind, his promise to be a blessing. He said, no, he's being patient for your sake. Hallelujah. There are those that God wants to bring in relationship with him that he has not yet done. Hallelujah. So he's being patient before Christ comes back hallelujah to rapture the church amen hallelujah he's being patient because there are those he still wants to gather into his flock hallelujah all of us know people who have not made jesus our lord and savior he's being patient this is a moral choice he's being patient to make sure he gets all the number in hallelujah glory to god that nobody's lost hallelujah he says No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. It's God's God's moral desire is that everybody would have relationship with him. Everybody would be saved. Everyone would be a Christian. That's his desire. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And this is his purpose. Hallelujah. He, He wants relationship with his creation. Amen. Next slide, please. Let's take a look at repentance. Amen. We've seen it many times before. It's a word metanoia. We know the Bible's not originally written in English. Amen. Hallelujah. The New Testament portion of the Bible was written in Greek. Amen. And that word repentance or to repent, hallelujah, is a Greek word metanoia and it means a change of mind or a change in the inner man. He wants a change of mind or in the inner man of mankind that it might change from its desire To be its own God, Hallelujah, and want to have relationship, Amen, with the only true God, Hallelujah, glory God. Here's a quote from uh, one of those extra biblical uh, writers, Amen, as historian named Josephus that we've been talking about the last few weeks. He says this, Amen. He was not a Christian. He he writes, Hallelujah. He was a historian during the first uh, century. He says, especially the change of mind of those have begun to abhor their errors and misdeeds. This is how he's defining repentance. Amen. Hallelujah. And have determined to enter upon a better course of life so that it embraces both a recognition of sin and sorrow for it and hearty amendment, amendment meaning change in your life, the tokens and effects of which are good deeds. Amen. That we were created for good works. Amen. In other words, as another scripture says, amen. That ultimately, when we choose and volunteer to have relationship with God and embrace Jesus as our Lord and Savior, amen, hallelujah, we thus then are saying that we want to align our morality with his because he's the source of morality, hallelujah. And then once we do that, it will result in good deeds. Amen. We don't do good deeds to get saved. We, we do good deeds as a result of being saved. Amen. We're talking about today. Amen. Does God exist? The moral argument. Amen. Let me close it with this. Last slide. Hallelujah. Saints, the existence of morality points to a source from which it began. We said every good gift, every perfect gift comes from the Father of lights above. Alright. From God's acknowledgement that all he made was good to the planting of the tree of life as well as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, amen, which would be both moral acts, amen. The Bible unveils God as the source of morality. God's ultimate desire is to reconnect with his creation through the person of Jesus Christ, wiping away our moral failings through the shedding of his blood, Thus paving the way for willing believers to enjoy eternal life with our creator forevermore. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So just to review real quick, amen, hallelujah, we talked about morality as we saw in the garden, amen. God made moral actions, amen. Making the world was moral. Putting the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the tree of life was a moral act, amen. Creating man in his own likeness and image and giving man a free will were moral acts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We didn't read it today, but we're all familiar with Adam and Eve chose an immoral act, amen, to break from their creator, which was immoral. Amen. As a result, amen, we saw and read the scripture, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short, short of God the glory of God or the standard of God. Amen. This is the world we live in. As we fade away from God as the human race, amen, this is where sickness, disease, murder, rape, broken families, uh, children becoming orphans, amen, uh, mutations, all these things take place In a world where God is not at the forefront, not because God wants it, but because he loved us so much, he gave us a free will and we've chosen to turn our back on him. My God, thank you, Jesus, and make up our own morality. Early in my Christian walk, I was very ignorant and very young and very immature in my walk. So after I got saved at 15, amen, I had my friends and I wanted to hang out and I wanted to do things. So starting at 16, I started drinking alcohol because it was the it thing to do. Rejecting God's morality, thinking God, I was, I could make up my own reality, I started drinking. My mother, some of you who may remember, amen, used to come in here and testify that I like to drink. Amen. And I'm sure all of you who remember were praying for me, amen, at the time many years ago. Then I made other moral choices, amen, to sleep with young women that were not my wife. These were moral choices, amen. Holiday not having them preserved for their husbands, amen. But I made a moral choice as a Christian to do that. I can't take that back. It's done. Hallelujah. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I chose to steal uh, because I was hungry. This is how I justified it. We stole from the snack shop at my college. That was my moral choice. And God in his goodness, I didn't think it was goodness, amen, at the time, amen, allowed, amen, after that event, amen, we are selling beers on campus, thinking with the big men on campus, amen, and I have two guys come in and they're looking for a beer and they say, you got change of a 20, I turn my back, amen, to look and see if I have change of a 20, when I turn back around, there's a forty-five caliber gun in my face. God was teaching me something, amen, he, he allowed it to happen, amen. Glory to God, hallelujah, that what I had done was immoral, amen, and I drew that thing where my life was in danger to myself. Righteousness exalted a nation, righteousness exalted an individual. I was making up my own morality and justifying my acts, and calling them moral. Because I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Saints, when I tell you I surrendered to God, I sur- I, I, I'd come to the e- end of myself, all the things I was involved in, amen. Finally, the final straw I was I sleep with this young lady and I get an STD. And at the time, amen, in the 80s, amen, AIDS was just on the scene and I was very scared. I'm in Nassau Medical Center getting a a gonorrhea shot. What am I doing here? I'm supposed to be saved. But I kept making immoral choices that were making my life not better, but worse each step of the way. I was failing out of college because I thought these immoral choices were more important than going to class. My folks are taking out loans for me to go to school, and I'm just having a good time, or think I'm having a good time. But I'm making immoral choice after immoral choice, and my life gets worse and worse to the point where I could not feel God anymore. The world was darker and darker. My hope went, and I fell into a depression. So in the summer of 1989, amen, I, d- I decided I had enough. I was ready to surrender. And immediately when I surrendered, amen, hope came back. Didn't mean that life didn't still have challenges, amen, but now I had a God that could help me through it. Amen, that, that now I was on his side. Amen, glory to God. And when I started going to church, amen, I still had the mindset, hallelujah, that I was still, you know, if I find a young lady, I'm still going to sleep with her and everything like that. And, you know, God would just have to understand. But as I got to know God more and more, and I started, the love of God started to well up in my heart. I started to understand that I don't even want to do that anymore. I'm going to wait for the wife that he has for me. Hallelujah. But it was a process over time that God allowed me to go through. And him loving me, allowing me, and then, and he gave, it, gave me a free will, and he just allowed me to go make all these bad choices, amen, but I was always in the palm of his hand, amen, and ultimately he drew me in after all these bad choices. I can't take these bad choices away, amen, but I thank God for the blood, amen, that paid for my bad choices, my immorality, amen, and at that point I... As I grew and I learned and I was in the church, I found that he was God and that his morality was morality. Hallelujah. And I was all, I was called all kind of names, amen, as I went through a celibate period for a number of years, amen. I was called gay. I don't like women. These things, hallelujah, my mother's trying to set me up with all these people, amen, hallelujah. Thank God I didn't listen to her. hallelujah. I love her, hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> she was trying though. <laughs> hallelujah. But God, hallelujah, brought me along the journey and eventually I married this woman over here to my right, amen. And we've been together for 29 years. Thank God, hallelujah. I never told this part. I was scared where my morality would take me. Would a woman in this world... Want to be with someone who wanted to wait until he got married. That would be a sign of weakness, or I'd be a punk, or not fit to be a man. God had another plan. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That she would accept me as I was. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When you make the choice to follow the God and his way of seeing right from wrong. There are certain consequences, but know that the people who leave your life or do not want to be a part of your life are not who God has intended for you. Amen? Especially for the young people, amen? You got to know that, amen? They're, They're doing you a favor when they go away. For the single ladies, they're doing you a favor when they leave. Single men, they're doing you a favor when they leave. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is the source of morality, and he exists. Friends, if you are impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.